0: Welcome to the Next Discipleship Podcast, a resource from Freedom in Christ Church. Our vision is to impact the world for Christ with how he's transforming us every day. On this podcast, we're taking next steps and learning how to be followers of Jesus. We're glad you're here. This is what's next. Welcome back to the next Discipleship Podcast. We are working through the course, Everything You Need. We are in chapter four, and this is our fifth episode. So we're really glad that you're here joining us to do this. Uh, we're having such a great time going through this material together. And again, we're joined by Pastor Dal Wells, the author of this course, and he's walking us through all of this excellent material. So welcome back. Good to be here. And uh, so let's dig into this fourth chapter of this course that you've written based on 2 Peter chapter one, uh, this chapter that in, in the course is all about God's promises to us and what it means to participate with God and what it means to escape the corruption of the world. So we're going to dig into all of this from second Peter chapter one, verse four says this through these, and these of course, referring to his glory and goodness, which we were talking about earlier. So through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. So let's start with God's promises. Uh, Pastor Del, you make a distinction between two kinds of promises we find in the Bible. So talk to us a little bit about that as we get started here.
1: Yeah, I hope that most people realize that there are things that God is going to do, he's promised to do, regardless of what we do. And there are many other things that he said he will do if we do certain things. And so that's the first one. Some of the things God's going to do uh, are an example of that would be he's going to judge every person Mm -hmm. uh, regarding our life here, our our works, um, our our eternal um, condition, how we have established faith in God, and we'll be judged on on that. And uh, so regardless of what we do, he's going to do that. And the other thing is, he's going to completely destroy this universe and recreate it. Mm -hmm. He's going to do that regardless of what we do. So that's the first thing. The other side are the things that I mentioned, uh, promises that he's made that are conditioned on our response to him. And uh, that means if we do certain things, God has said, then he'll do certain things. And there are so many of those in the word of God. Uh, an example of that, for example, would be um, the peace of God that passes all understanding. We can experience that if we uh, trust in the Lord, don't worry, uh, have confidence in God. That's a promise. So uh, those are the two things that I hope that people begin to grasp. Uh, there are things that God's going to do, and then there are things that he's going to do uh, on the basis of our response to him.
0: So God uh, has made... Conditional and unconditional promises right. to us. And we need to understand that idea. Mm-hmm. His very great and precious promises that we read here in Second Peter means that they are uh, magnificent mm-hmm. and inexpressibly valuable mm-hmm. to us. Great and precious. And of course, everything we need, part of that everything we need for life and godliness, right? So, but there's also, you talk about, there's also a key component to us receiving these promises, mm-hmm. which is
1: the key component is being in Christ it's that relationship of being in Christ and that that is it can't be overstated that the importance of that because uh, to expect anything from god while not belonging to his spiritual family by faith in christ is misguided and and i think too many people uh, don't get that they assume that god is obligated to do certain things regardless of how they live and that's not the truth mm. So uh, we have to be in Christ. And this scripture uh, passage in 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 20 it kind of sums it all up. He says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are, yes, capital Y, yes, in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in Christ, you have access to everything you need for life and godliness, including all of these great and precious promises. And so that's an important thing to realize. How much is tied into our relationship with God through Christ.
0: Is there a danger, if you do really grasp this concept, is there a danger in this to being overly confident in these promises?
1: Of course, there's a danger in anything, but I don't think that's the greatest danger. I, I think that if you study and understand what the promises of God are, rather than what you think they are, and again, that's that's a difference. That's applying yourself to knowing what exactly God has said. Mm -hmm. Some people say, well, I think God said this somewhere and then go off on that. That's not what you have to do. You have to understand what they are. So I don't think you're going to be uh, overly confident if that, if you understand actually what he has promised. Uh, You're going to just accept what he says. But I think actually the opposite is the bigger issue, and that is a lot of people lack confidence because they are unfamiliar with what God has promised. Mm-hmm. and they're not sure how to appropriate the promises of God even. And so I think that's the bigger challenge. Uh, not the overconfidence, but the underconfidence, if that's a word.
0: Yeah, well, I'll accept that as okay. a word, yeah. <laughs> it, does, it occurs to me that not really understanding the promises that are given to us in Christ mm-hmm. and how that relationship, it's about that relationship and then those things that are yes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no matter how many promises, no they're many. all yes in Christ, mm-hmm. I think there. if you don't understand that, you're really being set up, setting yourself up for disappointment. Always. They just they feel so disappointed in God and what they, they think should happen or what they think he didn't do mm-hmm. or all of those things because they didn't understand what he said in the first place. That's
1: right. And then they, uh, of course, go on to blame God. That's mm-hmm. a big one. And when they blame God for things that God never said he would do um, and and that he's not responsible for doing. Yeah, so that, that's a big one. Mm-hmm.
0: There are some benefits when you choose to experience all that God has prepared for mm-hmm. you. Like a lot of benefits a when lot. you choose mm-hmm. to really experience all of these things that God has promised to us. Yeah.
1: So two of the major ones that are listed here in Second Peter chapter one um, are that you are able to participate in the divine nature, and secondly, you're able to escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. Just think of how amazing that is. Hmm. If you are serious about following Christ, uh, it means that you have the ability to be holy and to act holy with God's help. To participate in the divine nature is an incredible thing that you have the divine resources necessary to reflect the character of God each day. And you don't have to feel that you are helpless in terms of evil desires, the temptations that you're facing. You can stay free from worldliness and its negative effects because you have the ability to avoid immorality and all sinful uh, behavior that's driven by evil desires. And it's the God's work in you that helps you to remain uncorrupted and unselfish. And so this is so important because it's all part of our maturing process as we submit ourselves to God's work in us. And we're going to talk more about it. uh, But the Holy Spirit, of course, is very active and involved in helping us to do that, to become more like Christ. We're going to talk about that more in chapter 6.
0: The, the thing about Second Peter one is that there are there's so much packed into mm-hmm. this this chapter, and when you connect the dots between the idea that God's promises and Him fulfilling these promises that we can trust in, and lining ourselves up with that and being confident in them produces these kinds of results. Right. So we might not think like when we think, "Oh, God's God's going to fulfill His promise to me." Sometimes our immediate thing is. Oh, he's going to do something for me. Mm-hmm. He's going to bless me with finances. He's going to like we we kind of put these uh, parameters or limitations or material things around what that means. But these are way more important than that. To be able to participate in the divine nature mm. and to escape the corruption of the world, mm. like these are huge for your whole life benefit well, these and are, for your eternity.
1: That's right. Like character, character building is so vital in anything in any af- aspect of life. You go to any arena, any uh, part of activity that people are involved in, character is, is huge. And if you have godly character, just think about that. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting yourself caught up in uh, all of the messes that come as the consequences of giving into sin, sinful desires. You're able to stay free from that, not become trapped by that. Well, I mean, those themselves are big things that often aren't even thought about or considered.
0: Yeah, and all of it's available through the reliable promises of God.
1: They're all yes in, in Christ. Christ. Right. Isn't that incredible? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the Holy Spirit enables us to become more godly, mm-hmm. uh, to replace sinful desires with godly ones. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that, I just, you know, the potential is so huge for us because this is not a temporary thing. It's not a material thing. Uh, this is a lifelong and eternal thing. Mm-hmm. For us, So can you tell us about a time when uh, you've seen this happen in someone's life, when the Holy Spirit has enabled someone to make these decisions to be godly, to, to be changed, to escape from something?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I have lots of examples, but I think of one particularly, a man who's been in our small group for a number of years. And the first few years that he was there, he was very adversarial. He really had a lot of issues going on in his life. He uh, was just not understanding uh, what it meant to really be uh, a practicer of the Word of God, to put into practice the things that God has taught, because he really didn't know them. And something changed dramatically when he uh, just two or three years ago embraced this aspect of being in Christ. He was transformed. Mm. And uh, just to see the things, and by his, if you asked him today, his testimony would tell you, I think, of a few things for example, language, and that affects a, a lot of people. His language changed because when he would get frustrated or angry, he would curse. He would use language that he sometimes regretted because uh, it offended other people, but uh, mostly he had no control. now he does. Mm. There was a dramatic change. Oh. Uh, he had a tendency to criticize other people, particularly at work, uh, his uh, bosses or other workers who weren't particularly doing things or uh, that he thought the way they should be doing them or they were criticizing him. And now he doesn't. He, he looks at them in a whole different light and he doesn't criticize them, but he starts to pray for them. Hmm. Uh, his marriage was very tense and uh, it was very, uh, very uh, one-dimensional. Um, it was a kind of a take, take, take and uh, And now it is unbelievable to watch the two of them getting along and how much he thinks about and considers his spouse. Uh, one other thing is that he has a, an insatiable desire to tell other people about what he's discovered. like <laughs> he never did that. before. I mean, he's one of the biggest promoters uh, wherever at work, in, to his friends, in his neighborhood. Uh, his family, extended family, wherever he goes, he has the desire to tell others about what he's found in Christ. So I've seen that. I've seen how it happens when somebody, uh, it, it clicks for them and they embrace it and they start living it out. It's it's life transformation.
0: Hmm. And all of it, you know, you think about his transformation. I, I, of course, know the gentleman you're talking about and you could literally see it. I don't even know him that well, but you could see it in his life. And this is the power of God's great and precious promises. Absolutely. Like being lived out every day. And it's not an overnight work, usually. No,
1: (laughs) it's it's a process. It's a
0: very, uh, it's a long process sometimes. Mm -hmm. But what a beautiful, beautiful transformation. So it can't be overstated, though, that all of these things that we're talking about are connected to a relationship with God.
1: That's right. Yeah. Every time you experience that, you, when you get it. When you get this concept that we're talking about, everything you need, and this whole uh, thing about being in Christ, uh, you begin to see your life in a different way because you realize, oh, God was at work in, that, in me in that. God did that. Uh, that's a fulfillment of God's promise to me. And so uh, I, I just think that it's important that the closer you move to God, uh, the more that you will understand what he's actually up to.
0: Hmm. You can kind of figure out his M.O. Yeah, exactly. But if you don't know him, that's right. you don't know what he's doing.
1: You don't know what he's doing, and you miss it.
0: And if you don't know what he's promised you,
1: mm-hmm. you don't know
0: what you're looking for. That's right. Well, that's a great question then. How do we recognize when we've experienced a promise of God in our life?
1: Yeah, so it's by knowing, first of all, by knowing what God has promised. And there, I think, again, is where a lot of people fall short, because they don't even know what God's promised.
0: How would I find out what God's promised me? So,
1: how do you do that? You go to the word of God. And when you go to the word of God, you begin to study what God has promised. And there are other resources. If you need help, ask us. We'll we'll put you on to uh, give you a list yeah. uh, throughout the sure, Bible. Sure, I'll throw one
0: in the show notes Absolutely. even. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it's as you know what the promises are, then you begin to understand what has happened in your life. Because you see, this is God's doing. This isn't just something random. Uh, this isn't something that I pulled off on my own. Uh, because if you don't know what God's promised you're going to miss it you're going to miss his awesomeness you don't you won't know how he operates and so I think that's what you do you recognize that uh, the more that you know what he's promised in that and um, I just uh, I, I can't stress enough uh, that you need to affirm those things when you see them you began to recognize him and just say, "Hey, God, I see that. I recognize that. Oh, wow!
0: Thanks for you, that.
1: Thank you for that. You did that in my life. That was. Don't be don't be shy. Mm-hmm. Uh, start talking to God like that, and then, of course, we'll develop your prayer life mm-hmm. uh, and your communication with God. So, know know what he what he's promised, and then when you start seeing them, uh, start affirming those things with God, with yourself, with others.
0: Yeah, I think about the power of that in community. Uh, you know, sharing the things that you see happening in your life. And I think what what happens kind of automatically is that the people you're sharing with start to notice it in their life too. Oh, God, is oh, that's what that looks uh, like. Yeah. Or you do that with your kids. Mm-hmm. I've done that around the dinner table. And I said, you know, um, I just want you guys to know that I had a really difficult situation come up. Uh, and it was a difficult conversation I needed to have. And I was nervous. And I remembered what God had said about being with me. And I, I know that, you know, I cast all my anxiety on him because he cares for me and all of those things. And I, I was telling them. And so I decided to do that and not be worried. And then I just, I mean, I can't tell them usually the details of, of the situation, but I try to tell them. And, I, and guess what happened? Mm-hmm. I had a meeting and it was great. Mm-hmm. And we came to an understanding and, and and the Holy Spirit was very present in our conversation. And I was so thankful, you know, and like, I don't know what that, I mean, I have teenagers, like they don't, they don't usually go, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but I, I, that's the seeds I want to plant mm-hmm. in their hearts. And mm-hmm. so that would be true of my church family too, Absolutely. like sharing those things and how it encourages others to know how to look for those things in their own lives and be encouraged in their own journey as well. Mm-hmm. Are there some other examples that we can think of that so we can get people thinking along the right track here of some of the promises of God that they maybe don't know and they're, you know, hopefully going to study and dig in and, and start to read on their own. But are there some examples of some promises of God that you have experienced in your life or you've seen in other people's lives and you can recognize like this is the promise uh, this was the fulfillment of the promise and like, an example of what we're talking about today? Can you think of it like that might be helpful to get people on the right track here?
1: Well, I mentioned earlier peace, for mm-hmm. example, which a lot of people uh, struggle with. That they really yeah, sense true. peace, particularly going through difficult situations. And so, a favorite passage of scripture uh, for me, for my wife, for our family, um, is uh, Philippians four verses six and seven, uh, where it says, "Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, uh, with." prayer and thanksgiving make your requests known to god so you know the this is my obligation my obligation is is to first not worry Mm -hmm. and to go to god in prayer but also to be thankful to go to god with thanksgiving and present whatever it is is on my heart to god and the promise in verse 7 of philippians 4 is the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard my heart and my mind through jesus christ my lord so there we are in christ right. so i expense, experience an increased maximized if you will measure of peace in my life because i take this promise literally uh, isaiah uh passage in isaiah says so while, uh he will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is stayed on him in mm-hmm. other words when you trust in god uh they that wait upon the lord will renew their strength mm. they will mount up with wings as eagles isaiah 40 um there are so many things where jesus said uh, seek first the kingdom of god and all these things will be added to you as well matthew six thirty three, and uh, we talked about that passage in an earlier episode and i've seen that in my life god has provided everything that i need right So on and on and on. There's again a whole list. There's a whole list of things that we could go through, and we could have a separate uh, episode here to talk through those things. But if you do a research,
0: all the great and precious promises,
1: (laughs) all the great and precious promises, you'll you'll begin to see things that oh oh the guidance of God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. He will make your path straight. Mm-hmm. You know Proverbs three five and six. Some of those are anchor passages. Those are promises of God that I've hung on to for I can't as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. and and they're true. And you mean, okay? Thank you, God, for for guiding me that in yeah. that way. Thank you for showing me that.
0: And they're all yes.
1: And they're all yes in, in Christ. Christ. That's right.
0: I think about the power of knowing the Word. Mm-hmm. Uh because of that, but, and, you know, some of these verses might be familiar to people because they're so commonly used because they're such beautiful promises right. for the believer. But I also think about uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. We love mm-hmm. to quote this one. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, to give you hope in the future, not to harm you. And people love to quote that and, and to sit on that. But it's so great to know the word mm-hmm. because we f- sometimes will see that as... Oh, I should be right. You know, I should have everything I need right this second of all the things mm. that I'm dreaming about where the context of that mm. scripture is that they're in a a difficult place. And this is the
1: nation of Israel. This being is they're like the blessed mm-hmm.
0: people, mm-hmm. the chosen people of God being, they were in captivity, That's right. but still being promised. Mm-hmm. I know the plans I have yep. for you. So just understanding the word and then being able to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm in a difficult place right now. And that doesn't mean that God has forgotten me or that he doesn't care about my future and that there's no hope for me. Just the opposite, he still sees me. So mm-hmm. knowing how, like, not just, not just the promise, but like where that comes from and all that God sees and, and the seasons of life, it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. what scripture teaches us. When right. we really just, just read, read all of Jeremiah 29. Yeah,
1: and it reveals the character of God, yeah. who God is, and the more you know the word of God and, oh, okay, I can trust him. And when, then when you see how it all turned out, uh, when you see that God, oh, he, this is what he did do mm-hmm. on, the, on that uh, promise. Oh, wow, okay, I, I can just uh, add that to my uh, database. Yeah. And,
0: and he never forgets. And never
1: forgets. He never forgets. He never forgets.
0: All right, so let's take a, a, a moment here to grab some questions that are going to help us take this idea of these great and precious promises uh, another step deeper. So... The first thing is know the things that God has promised you in Christ. We've already been talking about that. If you're wondering about, again, being in Christ and even just all that that entails, there's in the show notes for episode three, there's that great diagram. We talked about that a bit there, but it's so important that you know what these promises are. Um, That's a great, if you're not in, in the word already that's a great place to start good place to start just like start to read some of these passages is mm-hmm. the surrounding chapters and see what the context is and see what God has promised and that and understand they are yes in Christ
1: and don't forget to go back to the chart that we introduced at the beginning uh, of the episode right? one yep. uh, which shows our place in this whole beautiful uh, context uh, of being in Christ uh, from second Peter 1 verses 3 to 11, uh, here we are, here God is, here's all that he's done for us. And so we, we look at that and remind yourself of that. This is where you are in all. Mm-hmm. Keep going back to that, referring to uh, your privileged position.
0: Yeah. Uh, secondly, remind yourself daily of God's promises to you. So once you learn them, once you find them, once you're looking at them, and then remind yourself daily that these things are yes in Christ for you. Uh Craig Groeschel does a really cool thing. I keep seeing it everywhere online, the kind of affirmations, which sounds like a self-help thing, but they're all based on scriptural promises of God. Say, I am this, and I have been given this, and I am in this position because of, and all of these things. But to daily tell yourself, this is who I am as a co-heir with Christ. Powerful, so powerful.
1: It's a new way of thinking, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, You look at your life in a different way, and uh, you remind yourself, okay, this is who I am. I'm not out here in some random place. Uh, God knows exactly where I am, and this is what he has promised to do on my behalf.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's not speaking something into the universe no. and, and hoping it comes back to you. I'm just going to affirm this until it happens. This is not about you at all. Nope. It's, these are things that are already true already because true. of your position in Christ. That's right.
1: So They're that's, already done. They're yeah. already accomplished. Mm-hmm.
0: So great. Okay. So thirdly, ask yourself, what am I encouraged to do because I can participate in the divine nature by believing and experiencing God's promises? So when you actually believe and experience you start to recognize these promises being fulfilled in your life as god says they would be uh what does that encourage you to do what does that encourage you to 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 add or what does that how does that encourage you to think
1: Well, the one thing for me that i see is that it motivates me to worship god So my worship matures. The more I understand God, who he is, and what he's done on my behalf, the more motivated I am Mm -hmm. to offer myself to him in worship. So you will notice as you're grasping this, as you're getting this, that your hesitancy or reluctance or maybe even just your minimization of the importance of worship in your life uh, begins to fade, and you begin to develop a hunger to worship God in a more meaningful, in a deeper way just because you want to. Mm -hmm. That's I think a really good sign uh, that you are now participating in the divine nature, um, and that you are experiencing God's promises. And, uh, so you are just wanting to do this more.
0: Mm -hmm. I I absolutely have found that to be true in my life is that when I worship, I've, I've known Christ a long time, but as I've matured, I can sing any song and think, uh, Yeah, even if I'm in a difficult situation, I can, oh, you are faithful. You are just so faithful. Mm -hmm. You are good. And, yeah, not everything in my life seems good right now, but that doesn't change who you are. And those things begin, you really, really believe the things that you would sing with your church family, for example. I mean, that's not all worship is, but what you would come together on a Sunday morning and you're just lifting up songs together. All of a sudden, they take on a new meaning. You can point, you're pointing to these promises that you're recognizing that God is fulfilling. Everything is yes in Christ. And it's just like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is amazing.
1: Or when I sense that God is asking me to do something, to give something uh, extra, to, mm-hmm. to go above and beyond in some way, uh, I have more of a tendency to do that as I'm being transformed. Uh, because I begin to see that God is active. Well, why wouldn't I? If I really believe that God is motivating me to do this, then, then that's my natural response. Mm-hmm. So I offer myself to the Lord in that way. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really incredible. There there are very tangible ways that you can see that you are changing.
0: Mm-hmm. And the people around you can see it too. They do. They, they really it. do. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you can do here as to, to apply these principles is think about this. Give an example of you being able to escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires, as God promised you would. So really think in your own life, what's an example of me being able to say no to something, to walk away from something, to change a behavior, uh, because God promised he would enable us to do that. So think about an actual example in your life where you have been able to do that, and then thank God for it, Mm -hmm. celebrate it, think Mm -hmm. about it, journal it, Uh, pray about it, Be, be grateful for it. And maybe you can't think of anything, Maybe you're really new on this journey. You can't think of anything just now. So think about something that you would like to change and think, God, would you help me? Thank you for your promise. Would you help me to escape this evil desire? Mm -hmm. I don't want to, that's not who I want to be. That's not who you've called me to be. I'm going to trust your promise that this can be changed in my life.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Next, make a list of your benefits of being in Christ. We've talked about it with the chart. We've talked about it here again in this episode. Make your own list uh, and of what it is to really be in Christ and why these are incredible benefits for you. And then ask the Holy Spirit to keep you aware of your favored position in Christ. I like the way you said that mm-hmm. in the course. Your favored position in Christ mm-hmm. as a co-heir with Christ, mm-hmm. as a brother and sister mm-hmm. in Christ, in the family of God.
1: Mm-hmm. I belong to God. God. I'm a child of God. Uh, that's who I am, and that's how he looks at me. That's that's he wants to treat me like a child, his child, uh, and uh, uh, a son of God, a daughter of God, uh, whoever you are, and you're you're a brother or sister with Christ. I mean, just think about it.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> and so it's so important to ask the Holy Spirit into this process because we 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 forget we we get distracted we have lots of things on our minds and in our hearts so we ask the holy spirit to keep these things at the top of our minds so that we can live in christ right we're not just doing we we are reminded daily who we are in christ and and the holy spirit will be so faithful in that and of course we want to always be uh pressing on this at the end of every episode Memorize now, not just 2 Peter one and three, but add verse four. 2 Peter one, three, and four, and quote them. Uh, these are just ones. These are just verses that you are going to want to have hidden in your heart forever. This is just going to be such a benefit to you. So take some time, put them on your bathroom mirror, put them up on your fridge, put them on the home screen of your phone, whatever you need to do, uh, and quote Second Peter one, three, and four daily. All right. So in our next episode, we're going to continue to work through this passage, but this time now through verses five to nine and talk about the importance of really giving this Jesus-based life your best effort, really, uh, what we're going to talk about. So I'm looking forward to diving into episode six with you. Don't hesitate to connect with us on all of our socials at Freedom Church KW, of course, and get into the community who's talking about this course by joining that Facebook group, Next Discipleship, everything you need. Our mission is to equip people to live Christ centered lives through daily transformation. We hope this episode has done just that. It's a huge honor to be part of what's next for you. And so, thanks for listening.